We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by FantasyDraft.com. Use the promo code RotoDraft for a 100% deposit bonus over at FantasyDraft.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Week 16 NFL slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and is featured right on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also find me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benny, are you ready for some Week 16 action? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. You and I back talking uh, a little NFL DFS. We've been doing a lot of NBA stuff lately, so this is a nice little change. Yeah, you know, we've been sort of mixing our ownership percentage stuff here uh, each and every Saturday show here. But this is a different type of, type of thing here. We're getting back to the picks here, Benny. So, um, you know, we're going to go ahead and get this started. Before we do that, though, got to let you know that the Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher for your download convenience. Go ahead and let a... Let the stars fly. Give us five stars. Let us know you enjoy the show. And uh, we would definitely appreciate any comments, questions, sharing, subscribing that you are able to do. All right. We will kick it off here right off up, off the top here at the quarterback position. Benny, let's talk about your top cash and GPP options. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be staying on the Russ Wilson train here this week. And I want to just give some stats because I know people are going to look at it and they're going to say, oh, he's going up against St. Louis this week. How can you stay on Russ Wilson? Well, here's how I can stay on Russ Wilson. What's not even not, – not that we don't have to talk about it, but everybody knows what he's done over the last couple of weeks. You know, three touchdowns, five touchdowns, three touchdowns, five touchdowns, three touchdowns, absolutely on fire. He's got 19 touchdown passes. He's thrown for, you know, like 1,500 yards in the past five games, so – 
obviously he's about as hot as any quarterback in the league. Now, what I also noticed is St. Louis has actually given up 300 yards passing in two of their last three games. Seattle still doesn't really have a run game. You know, we were expecting maybe to see Marshawn Lynch this week, but it looks like he's going to be out again. So at the top end, the guy who I'm going to be sticking with for another week here is going to be Russ Wilson. Now, there are some other quarterbacks that I like as well. You got, uh, you know, Blake Bortles, uh, who's been another guy who's been about as hot as anybody else in the league right now. He's going up against the Saints. We've been targeting guys against the Saints all season long. Uh, Bortles has 25 or more fantasy points in each of his last four games. Jacksonville is throwing the ball about 70% of the time when they get down into the red zone. And he's got a lot of weapons right now. You got Julius Thomas is a, is a solid pass catcher who can get touchdowns for you. Alan Hearns is healthy on the one side. Alan Robinson's healthy on the other side. <coughs> so I like Bortles a lot against New Orleans as well as my, my mid-range play. The cheap guy that I'm going to be going with is going to be Kirk Cousins against Philly. And Philly basically has been a, a defense that we know they play fast and we know that quarterbacks have done a pretty good job against them. Cousins has looked good last week. He's looked good a couple times in the past few weeks. He only has three games where he's thrown more than one touchdown pass, but all three of those games have come in the second half of the season um, from week seven on. So he does look like he's getting a lot better. I like that Washington passing game this week against Philly. Philly is sneaky good against the run. Their um, front seven is really the strength of that defense. So I think that Cousins could have a pretty big game here. And I think that there won't be too many people on him like there weren't last week when he won some people some, you know, big money with his three-touchdown performance. Yeah, I, I can see that happening there as well. Uh, for me, like on DraftKings, I think that you just have to make a strong case for Ben Roethlisberger against Baltimore. They're so terrible against the pass. They're down to 25th overall. And Ben Roethlisberger has absolutely been balling out of control here uh, overall. I'm going to throw out the Cincinnati game here and take a look at 27 or more fantasy points in uh, three of the past four games, 25 or more in four of the past five. Uh, you know, it has the best receiver in the game, in my mind, in, in Antonio Brown. We're looking at, what, 11 touchdowns here in the past uh, six games overall. So he's been crushing it. And uh, I, I <clears throat> excuse me, I like the fact uh, that, you know, they're still playing for something. They actually have a shot to... Uh, you know, uh, lock up the uh, first round uh, playoff uh, bid at home, and I think they can potentially be in the, in the mix. If I think they're still two games back, if Cincinnati loses last two games out, so they're still playing for a lot. And uh, if you if you're gonna pay up for Cam Newton as as a you know the designated chalk play, you're gonna have to pay another seven hundred dollars on on DraftKings. That's a little steep, although he has been you know obviously paying off that price tag. So that's the way I'm looking at it here. Uh, the the other guy that I sort of want to make a case for here as, as sort of like a cheap play is Teddy Bridgewater, 5,200 on DraftKings overall. Uh, the Giants defense has been getting absolutely torched in the passing game as well, so you can make a case for them. You saw what uh, the damage that Cam Newton was able to do against them. They are, have uh, come through 29th in pass coverage and I believe 26th, is that correct? Uh, about 27th in overall defense. So you can make a lot of hay for, uh, from them. Teddy Bridgewater also has a banged-up Adrian Peterson in his backfield. He missed a little bit of uh, last week's game with a sprained ankle. So there's a little bit of concern uh, 
there as to how much he can actually lean on the run game, which is good for Teddy Bridgewater. It means he'll, they'll need him to throw more. So that's sort of how I have that breaking up. Um, sorry, breaking down. Uh, any other quarterback options that you need to talk about here before we move forward? No, I mean, those are the, the ones that we mentioned are pretty much the ones I was considering. Quick question for you. Do you really think Cam is going to be higher on than Russ Wilson this week? Do you think Cam's going to be the chalk? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, I, if you take a look at Atlanta versus St. Louis, you know, that t- that tells you everything you need to know in my mind. And, the, and they're close enough in price where people, um, you know, don't necessarily have to think about you know why one one or the other is a toss up because Atlanta has been so much worse and getting you know they've been been getting you know with the exception of the last game where they you know snuck out a win here they've been getting pounded pretty good in 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 the passing game they actually defend the run pretty well which is what you want from your quarterback you want them to be forced to pass and you know that they have no Jonathan Stewart probably once again this week uh, and you know one's really blown away by the Fozzie Whitaker Cameron artist playing experience. So, I mean, he's probably going to have to sling it. And when he's been slinging it, he's been, I think, near the top or at the top of the league in um, yards in the air. It's one of the stats mm-hmm. from, from PFF. So he's been launching it. And, uh, yeah. it, uh, and I could see that being the case uh, again. And, and this is a game that Atlanta also needs as well. So I don't think they're going to lay down. So there could be a good amount of scoring on both sides here. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, say yes for that. Okay. Matthew Stafford, too, really quick there. Against San Francisco, they're 10-point favorites, and San Francisco has always been a team that has not performed well on the road. You saw what Cleveland was able to do with them against Johnny Manziel. Matt Stafford coming off a pretty solid game there himself, 6,100. Not a bad value option as well. All right, we're going to move on to the running back position here, Benny. Let's talk about your top options here. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be pretty much sticking with what's been working for me the last couple weeks. You know, D'Angelo Williams, since becoming a starter, is averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. The guy just finds himself in the end zone. He makes a couple catches. He's going to get a lot of carries and yards on the ground. You know, I feel like people don't talk about him and don't take him enough, but especially in cash games, he he has been just printing money for me, so I'm not going to go away from that here. Another guy who's been printing money, especially last week, has been uh, David Johnson. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as far as I can see, I don't think there's going to be any, you know, crowdedness in the the backfield here. I don't think he's going to have any company. You know, this is a guy who's been getting, in the three games that he started, 24 touches, 24 touches, 33 touches, come up with 20, 17, and 47 fantasy points. And his price is still below $6,000. You know, I would have expected him to be a little more expensive over on DraftKings this week. Um, not sure what his price was on FanDuel. I honestly haven't even looked over there yet at, uh, you know, at the pricing. But, you know, to me, David Johnson against Green Bay, we've seen teams have some pretty good games on the ground against Green Bay. That offense is not as explosive as it has been, so I'm not really worried about Green Bay getting away with this game, especially not on the road against Arizona. So I think there's a good chance that we see another healthy dose of David Johnson and he puts up another big game. And then the one cheap back that I, or cheaper, I should say, back that I wanted to mention, he hasn't been playing great lately, but he's still getting 20 plus touches a game. And that's Latavius Murray going up against that San Diego Chargers, uh, run defense. You know, the Chargers have been a run defense we've been picking on for most of the season. They have been better in recent weeks, but I do think that we're going to see a good deal of Murray here, and he's one of the cheaper backs that I kind of have my eye on. The last guy I want to mention, um, I don't know if it's definite that LaShawn McCoy is going to be out, 
But if LaShawn McCoy is out, we got to look at Carlos Williams. I think he's pretty cheap on, you know, a lot of the sites that I was looking at across the industry. So those are four guys right now that I have on my short list and will probably have a lot of exposure to come Sunday. All right. Um, do you mind ranking those four for me? Yeah, I'm going to put David Johnson one. Okay. Um, D'Angelo, are, are we talking price or are we just talking yeah, overall price, fantasy points? Take take price into account. Okay. Uh, see, it depends. I, David Johnson, D'Angelo Williams are my two favorites. Carlos Carlos Williams would either be third or first or second, depending on what his price is on the site you're playing. There are some places where he is just like dirt cheap near minimum. And if LaShawn McCoy is going to be out, you know, you're going to, you're just going to get such a good chance to have him, you know, get you 60 or 70 yards, a couple catches and maybe a touchdown that, you know, that might even put him as number one on my list. But most likely I would go David Johnson, D'Angelo Williams, uh, Carlos Williams, Latavius Murray. Murray's more a GPP flyer kind of guy for me. All right. Fair enough. I think you need to this week take a stronger look at, uh, Chuck Hendrick West. Okay, uh, now now Spencer Ware may be back in the mix, so that might sort of uh, tick down his value here overall. But Cleveland has been absolutely destroyed uh, in in the run game overall. So take take a look at their run defense here, dead last in the league, uh, and you know in, in overall defense as well, not much better, twenty eighth overall. So you can really do whatever you want uh, against them, but particularly against the run, uh, five of their seven. Uh, five of their seven front seven players have a negative raw defensive grade on PFF. So um, that's something that you need to sort of take into account. So uh, I am going to definitely have a good amount of shares of Car- Shark Hendrick West here uh, this week in this matchup. Um, Danny Woodhead for you guys uh, jumps mm-hmm. back up with a ridiculous performance after, you know, three weeks of heh, ho-hum play. Um, in or out this week uh, as a GPP play? Yeah, I mean, basically the problem that the problem that San Diego has is they're running out of pass catchers. Uh, so I think that Woodhead being one of the few pass catchers they have is definitely viable. And I know Melvin Gordon <clears throat> also got banged up last week. I don't know what his status is. I haven't looked at the injury reports yet. It's still a little early in the week. But... Um, Danny Woodhead actually even got some carries in the second half because Gordon, I think, left in the first half, although I think he came back at some point in that game. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I know over on DraftKings, Woodhead's only 4,400. I actually had some shares of him last week. Uh, couldn't tell you that I called the three-touchdown game he had, but I did think that he would be a bigger part of San Diego's attack considering that they were, you know, basically thirsting for people that can actually catch the ball out of the backfield. Right. Or just anywhere on the field. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense for me as well. So I, I think I'll have some. I'll definitely have some shares uh, there uh, as well. Um, another another guy too. Like I think that's sort of like a popular play, but people need to be like careful about is Christine Michael. Uh, he you know ended up with the the lion's share of the carries and performed well. Was not a factor in the passing game uh, overall, and you know they had this game in cruise control uh, for week fifteen against Cleveland. So. Uh, it was interesting to see that it shook out the, the way that it did. Uh, Christy Michael was 16 for 84. Nothing in terms of the, the pass game. Fred Jackson just came up with two for 17 yards, and Bryce Brown nine for 43. So there was a little bit somewhat of a split. But he put produced 5.2 per carry. Keep in mind, though, that 
the St. Louis Rams are fifth in uh, in run defense in the NFL through the first 15 weeks of the season. So it's not going to be the uh, best matchup overall. So you're, you're going to get a discount for sure on Christy Michael, but I don't know if you really want to take a look at him uh, as a smart play overall, given the fact that, that he's still splitting carries on some level with Bryce Brown, and he is not a factor whatsoever in the pass game. So mm-hmm. something else to consider there. Any other running backs that you want to stump for before we move forward? Nah, that's um, pretty much the list that I'm looking at. All right, fair enough. We will f- uh, flip over to the wide receiver position here for Week 16. Let's talk about your top options here. Yeah, to me, <clears throat> if you're playing in cash games, the two chalk guys that you should try to fit in are Antonio Brown going up against that um, horrendous Baltimore secondary. I think, I mean, Brown has been having big games against every secondary. So you put him up against the bad secondary, and I mean, you're just basically lighting it on fire. So Antonio Brown is probably the top option to me. The number two guy is probably going to be Allen Robinson going up against the Saints, another bad secondary. Robinson's price has come up, but I mean, this guy has been very good. He's got a touchdown in his last four games, has a touchdown in, I think, like eight of the ten of his last ten games so far this season. Uh, he's putting up, you know, ten catch games. He's getting you like five or six catches per game. You know, he, he's been about as good as any receiver in the league right now and is definitely one of the, you know, chalk guys that we should consider, especially when the matchup is as good as this one is. Uh, so they're probably my one and one A. They're the, they're the two guys I'm going to have on the most rosters. Uh, then for GPPs, a couple guys that I'm looking at, uh, Deshaun Jackson against Philly, you know, a little bit of a revenge game there. But at the same point in time, we've also seen Philly get burnt a little bit here. Jackson's had a couple big games lately. He seems to be back. He seems to be, you know, healthy and good to go. So I think that D-Jax against Philly could be, uh, you know, a good spot for him to put up some big numbers. And I also like Stefan Diggs to build on your, you know, Teddy Bridgewater play. Again, if you have AP banged up, they're going to need some other way to move the ball. You know, Diggs had been off our radar for a couple weeks as they were feeding Peterson tons of carries. But last week when Peterson went down, you know, you saw Diggs make a couple plays. Again, we talked about that giant secondary and how they've been getting thrown on all season. So I think Stefan Diggs is somebody that uh, you can look at too. So guys like Diggs and DJX are my big play guys that I'll be looking for in GPPs. And uh, guys like A-Rob and... Uh, Antonio Brown are the guys who I think are the chalkiest that I'm going to try to fit into my cash games. All right. Uh, obviously, Alshon, um, I'm sorry, uh, Antonio Brown is going to be a top play. Alshon Jeffrey, for me, is the guy that you, we definitely need to pay attention to and uh, and take a look at here. Uh, 7,300 here on DraftKings. Super reasonable. Great matchup on the road in Tampa Bay. Still getting heavily targeted. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, Tampa Bay has been in the bottom five in pass uh uh, defensive pass coverage throughout the season here. Now you take a look at uh, what he did against Minnesota, a little bit of a down game overall, but before that, nine targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, uh, good for, let's see, 18 catches here. Uh, did find the end zone in week 14 against the Washington Red Zone. So Washington Redskins. So not a ton of red zone production, but he's probably a little bit overdue. Uh, so I am going to be targeting Ash on Jeffrey in my matchups there as well. One also uh, mentioned Jeremy Macklin here uh, as well. The, you know, we talked about the Browns, how they can get exposed. Uh, they are, uh, you know, at 13th in overall in uh, in pass coverage. Don't be fooled by that overall. A lot, a lot of teams have been breaking out to a, a pretty good league and they're going, you know, run it, run it down their throat ball 
here down in the, in the second half. I believe the stat that I wrote last week from my article in PFF was that Tremont Williams, Kwan Williams, and Pierre Desir combined for one interception uh, this season, which is absolutely terrible. So, which means you should de- you should definitely try to get as many shares as possible. And have no problem heavily um, making him have a heavy target, which means Jeremy Macklin at 6K against Cleveland at home. I, th- I feel very confident about. He's got. Let's see what thirty targets in the in the in the past three games before the Baltimore game, uh, and put up eighteen fancy points on DraftKings, which is fine. I think he's going to be a great red zone threat. We saw Doug Baldwin cash in for two scores against that Browns defense last week, there as well. So Jeremy Mac- Macklin's sort of my little bit of my under radar play here for this week. Any other top options that we or even value options that we need to sort of uh, consider before we move forward? Um, let's see. Value options. I mean, the, you know, the those have been most of the guys who I'm looking at. I guess you can go back to the Michael uh, Floyd well. You know, he didn't have a great game last week, but he's been playing pretty well. It's kind of cheap on some sites. Guys like Tyler Lockett is somebody who I think you can consider on a lot of sites. He's still pretty cheap all over the place. Um, but honestly, I mean, I'm, you know, the cheap guy that I'm looking at is, is basically Stefan Diggs, who I think is pretty low priced on a lot of sites. So, you know, he's the guy that I'm looking at. I mean, Anquan Bolden is another guy who I actually have written down here. Um, just trying to look through my notes here for some of the cheaper guys. Yeah, I think that's about it. Those that That's about the end of the, you know, guys I'm willing to spend down on, I think. All right, fair enough. Um, I think we also need to uh, quickly mention Allen Robinson uh, as well. I think he's in a, in a, in a really good spot this week. Uh, overall against New Orleans, this is a good chance that Drew Brees does not play this game, and it could be Luke McCown, could be some extra possessions, and maybe a, another you know turnover or two for uh, <clears throat> the uh, Houston. I'm sorry, the Jacksonville Jaguars. By the way, I was, was looking at DeAndre Hopkins here for a second, but yeah, so there's some some definitely some gravy opportunity there as well. So just want to put that out there in the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. All right, before we move on, uh, we have to let you know that if you haven't checked out. Uh, rotowire.com here for all the latest stuff that they have going on at rotowire.com slash pod. We've got lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer up to the mid depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits available for all the major sports here. Free 10-day trial Christmas special going on here. Make sure you check it out, rotowire.com slash pod. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. If you play DFS, you're looking for great projections, um, lineup optimizers, and all the stats that we sort of take a look at here in terms of projections and rankings that help build this very show, you can take advantage of that same information right now, roadwire.com slash pod. All right, we flip over to tight end, Benny. Let's talk about your top options for this week. <clears throat> okay, um, one of the guys who I want to mention, even though it kills me to do so, and, you know, depending on what site you're playing on, if you could fit Gronk in this week, this is a great spot for him. Uh, basically, he's going up against my New York Jets, which is why it pains me to actually say this. But the Jets are a very blitz-happy team. And if you remember last time, you know, basically New England caught the Jets with Gronk on a couple different blitzes. And he wound up with 11 catches for 108 yards and a touchdown. It was probably his best overall game of the year. You know, he had other games where he had more touchdowns, but, I mean, he was very actively involved in a game against the Jets the last time. I think you're going to see a lot more of that this time, especially considering that last time you had Amendola healthy, who is probably not going to play in this game. 
You had Edelman healthy, who, even though he started practicing, is probably not going to play in this game. And you still had Deion Lewis at the team, who was probably the most targeted and most consistent New England Patriots running back option that we have seen in a while. So, you know, Gronk, even though he's expensive, depending on what site you're playing on, where he's not expensive, I think he's almost an automatic start here today. Um, three other guys who I'm looking at, two of them because I want to use them, and one guy who I think is going to be over-owned who is going to be my fade for the week. The two guys that I want to use are going to be Antonio Gates, um, has a good matchup against Oakland. Obviously, we know Oakland and their struggles with tight ends. High over-under game at 47. He's the underdog, so his team should be throwing. You know, like we talked about already, they're, they're without a lot of the wide receivers in San Diego, so they're looking for guys that can catch passes. And Gates has been one of those guys that's been catching him. He's actually the most targeted tight end per game. So he has the most targets per game at the tight end position this season, and he's only 5,000 over on DraftKings, so I really like him over there. Also really like Julius Thomas. You know, we already talked about new, uh, ja- uh, the Jaguars going up against New Orleans. You know, New Orleans is a team we like to pick on. They're actually third worst, I think, this season against, uh, you know, in terms of fantasy points given up to the tight end position. You know, we talked about the fact that Jacksonville's throwing the ball over 70% of the time in the red zone, which is a crazy stat. And Julius Thomas has actually scored a touchdown in four of his last five games. 51 is the over-under in this game. He's another one who's a road dog, should be trailing and throwing late. So Julius Thomas is another guy that I think you can put in there. Again, his price is still pretty cheap. The guy who I'm really struggling with is Jordan Reed. He's been so good the last two weeks. He had, I think, like 20-something and then 30 fantasy points in the last two weeks. He's caught like four touchdowns. He's been getting like six or seven catches a game. But he's going up against a... Philadelphia team that's actually been really good um, against tight ends so far this year. And even though Reed is a, you know, is a road dog and, he you know, it's a high total game, I just don't know. I kind of have a feeling that this is going to be a game where he underperforms. I kind of feel like this is a game that is going to go more towards the running backs and the wide receivers. So, you know, the running backs catching passes out of the backfield, maybe a guy like Matt Jones or a wide receiver, you know, a guy like uh, Deshaun Jackson. Um, I just feel like this could be one of those games where Reed underperforms what everyone expects him to do. And if you look around the industry, his price has jumped just about everywhere. So it's a lot tougher to fit him in your roster now. It's not like we're getting a discount that we were getting a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. And just to sort of piggyback on those thoughts here, I think this is, um, you know, two guys that are both projected in the top 10 that I won't be using are Travis Kelsey and Gary Barnage. You take a look at the uh, fantasy points against for these two teams there. Chiefs are number one in the league in allowing the fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So that's uh, no Gary Bonnage for me. And then you take a look at the flip side of that um, as well. The, the Browns, um, it doesn't actually show up here as a like you know a top five option in terms of fantasy points allowed. But you um, they're like in the top 12. They actually have two uh, of the top – 13 coverage linebackers in the NFL in Christian Kirksey and Craig Robertson. Both do very well um, in in uh, pass coverage, so I won't be having any Travis Kelsey shares either as well. I'm going to sort of just jump on what you said here. I'm going with Antonio Gates for cash and Julius Thomas for GPPs uh, there as well. So I'm to try to take advantage of that uh, New Orleans bad uh, tight end defense matchup there. 
uh, as well. And I'm going to be fading Jordan Reed as well. I'm okay with paying up for Gronk, but it's a steep price. You're, you know, up from you know what you could, you could potentially potentially be looking at here. And Tony Gates at 2600. So you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to have any shares because I am. It's just that uh, for like he won't be in the majority of my lineups, uh, at least for cash anyway. I think for cash, I just Antonio Gates is so safe and so much cheaper and in a good matchup against Oakland. So that's you know the, sort of the way that I that I have uh, that sh- shaking out overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last thing I wanted to ask you about here is Zach Miller, tied in for Chicago here, in or out on Zach Miller in Week 16. Um. As a as a salary saver, if I need one, yes, I, I would be in on him. But I'm not. I don't love his upside. I mean, basically, he's a guy who's going to give you. He's the number two option there for Chicago, and he should give you a solid game. But I don't see him having like a two touchdown or or a ten catch, a hundred yard, and a touchdown kind of performance. I think he's just a solid like, you know, ten to fifteen fantasy points, which is useful. It's just you know I don't see the upside with him. All right, yeah, Tampa Bay, middle of the league in fantasy points allowed to uh, opposing tight ends this season as well. So it's not like you're missing out on a huge opportunity, at least statistically. All right, before we move forward off the tight end position and wrap up on defense here, I've got to let you know that FantasyDraft.com is a place to be for all your DFS needs here in Week 16 and uh, in NBA uh, and beyond. So if you haven't checked it out, their flexible lineup format gives you the freedom to choose as many players uh, as you want uh, into your lineup there as well. Their larger payout zone means more chances for you to win. They're paying out at least 25% of the payouts uh, of the entry fees in their largest guaranteed contest. Fancy Jeffs keeps the playing field level by never allowing more than 20 entries per user in any contest, putting yourself in the best position to win. So don't forget to join FancyDraft.com now and use the promo code RotoDraft for a 100% deposit bonus on FancyDraft.com. Take advantage of their fan, uh, their uh, celebrity or sports uh, athletes fan experiences. Take uh, advantage of the free no-rate contest and one of the best uh, deposit bonuses in the industry. Promo code RotoDraft for a 100% deposit bonus on FancyDraft.com. All right, time to put a bow on the show here. With the defense position, Benny, for Week 16, let's talk about the top options. All right, I think the the two top options that most people are going to gravitate towards are going to be Seattle going up against St. Louis. Seattle's at home, 13-point favorite, 41-point uh, you know, total in that game. Uh, Seattle's been very, very good at home. Uh, St. They've also been good stopping the run, so St. Louis might have trouble running the ball, which is going to force St. Louis to pass which is basically what you want if you're a Seattle defense owner taker because you'll be able to get some sacks that way. You'll be able to hopefully get some interceptions, some pick sixes. Um, you know, Seattle doesn't give up a lot of points at home as it is, plus they have a chance to rack up a lot of the positive scoring stats. So I really like them against St. Louis. Also really like Kansas City going up against Cleveland. Kansas City has been one of the best defenses in the league over the past couple weeks. And they've basically been very good since about week five where they got, uh, you know, their cornerback, uh, Smith back. Once they had Smith and, and the rookie Peters as their cornerback duo, you know, they've been doing pretty well and they've been shutting other offenses down. So Kansas City going up against Cleveland. Cleveland actually gives up the third most points, I think it is, the third most fantasy points allowed to, uh, opposing defenses. So it's a great spot for them as well. Um, now you got to look at some of the value options. As far as the value options go, 
The one guy that I really like is um, going to be Pittsburgh going up against Baltimore. You know, Matt Schaub has basically been gift-wrapping pick sixes for the past couple weeks. So I think that even though that Pittsburgh defense is not a defense we like to target, you know that they're good against the run. They're going to have to force Baltimore to pass. And if they force Baltimore to pass, I think it's going to be a really good spot for, uh, you know, Pittsburgh where they could put up a big score at a pretty cheap price on most of these sites. All right, very interesting. For, for me, I, I, I'm Cleveland. Uh, well, Kansas City against Cleveland is going to be chalk, and I, I understand that. I'm actually going to uh, shy away from the Denver position there as well, even though they they have a top projection uh, here this week. Miami is always going to be interesting because the Colts have been scuffling so mightily. So I, I like that player there as well. Anybody who wants to roster Carolina, that's one of the I think what the, the third highest priced defense. Here. I'm I'm okay with that. The, the way I look at this here, too, is I want to get some shares of the Pittsburgh defense against Baltimore. They're talking about um, starting Ryan Mell the past the last two games of the season to sort of evaluate him as the uh, uh, potential backup to Joe Flacco in 2016. That's juicy all the way around for, for me in, in, in my mind. Guy who's, you know, come off the street here, hasn't been the t- with the team that long, and is uh, going to unseat Jimmy Clausen, who, I mean, is Jimmy Clausen's okay, but, you know... Uh, uh, either one of these positions could be a, a a sort of a spot where you could see some pick sixes happening here as well. And you get the uh, Pittsburgh d- defense at 3100 on DraftKings. So that's super juicy for me. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna definitely have some shares of uh, Pittsburgh D here in Week 16. All right. Uh, any other thoughts or comments before we move on to here uh, to the rest of the the weekend here? Get everybody set up for Christmas and uh, move on f- uh, to set up our Week 16 DFS lineups. No, I think that's about it for me. Although I do like the Denver defense, I think, a little bit more than you do. All right, I'm going to tell you. A.J. McCarron, buddy. Watch out for that guy. Yeah. He's <laughs> got a really hot girlfriend, that I know. Well, yeah. Or I think wife now, maybe. Is it wife? Good for him. Well, I think he, they just had a kid, so. Okay, yeah, so probably. There, there goes your shot. That's all I'm going to yep. say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening to the Rotowire DFS podcast. Don't forget we're on available on iTunes and Stitcher for your downloading convenience. And thanks to our fantasy sponsor here, fantasydraft.com, with the promo code Rotodraft for a 100% deposit. Don't forget you can always follow Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, happy New Year to all of you who are, who are taking a extended DFS vacation week off. We will be grinding our, our way away. Uh, here daily but this is the last show of the week here so we will see everybody back here on monday Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.